Welcome to Gutter Trash, episode 385, Gideon Falls, by Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino, and Dave Stewart. My name is Eric. I'm Jason. Howdy. Howdy. I'm glad you were the one to have to pronounce all those names, because I don't know if any of those other than Dave Stewart, <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce those names. Yeah, me neither. I think you did it right, though. I, I'm i 90% sure I nailed Andrea Sorrentino. Really? Nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm still only, like, 50% sure about Jeff Lemire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've heard all kinds of pronunciations on that yeah. name. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is like our two hundredth Jeff Lemire book. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have reviewed every individual <laughs> issue of every book he has ever written. <laughs> no, it sometimes feels like it. I think he is like the most reviewed on the show. Definitely, probably. I believe so. And that's not to say like we don't love or hate everything he's done. Like, right. You know, it's been kind of. But that's one thing about him is uh, you never really know what you're going to get. Sure. And I don't mean there had to be one thing that we didn't particularly care for, right? I know Royal City. I was Royal City. I was disappointed with. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, and I don't just mean like quality-wise because I I feel like everything he does has a quality to it. Sure, but they're all so diverse that sometimes they're just not something we like. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Royal City was was one that we did not care for. However, we. Pretty much enjoyed everything else oh, yeah. that we've read that, oh, yeah. that he's done. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, and then this came along. <laughs> yep. So let's talk about it then. I I love it. Okay. Like absolutely love it. I am. Uh, I'm in like with it. You're in like with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, have you petting yet? Uh, no, not just kind of holding hands. I just like hanging out with it. Yeah, like I don't, I don't see anything like any kind of future with it. Oh sure, you know, not long term anyway. But but you know it's it's fun for now, right? And uh, you know I mean it'll probably you know blaze out pretty quickly, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm gonna say most of that is the. Fault of Andrea Sorrentino. Oh yeah, yeah. Not, not a fan. I am not a fan. Oh man, I I love that person's art, and this it's, is the only is it him? It's, okay. it's, it's this is the only book I've read by him. Because uh, I I guess he does Old Man Logan as well, and I've not read that. Well, that book doesn't exist anymore. Oh yeah, it's Dead Man Logan now. Okay, whatever uh, they want to call it. <laughs> he hasn't been involved in a lot. Yeah. Uh, I've I've known of his work uh, from said book, uh, and from his run with uh, Jeff Lemire, of course, on Green Arrow. Hmm. Uh, and uh, I've seen his, his work pop up in other places, and um, especially in a mega crossover called Secret Empire, Okay, where uh, numerous people pointed out various places where he just ripped off Jay Lee. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, just kind of... <clears throat> yeah. 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 I think I just think the style really fits the story really well. I don't disagree. I wish it was done by someone else. Oh, okay. However, spoilers for the book, not for my review of it. Uh, he gets amazingly good at the end. Yeah. For a section. Like the trippy stuff? Yes. Yeah, the trippy stuff is... Quite good. Yes, I will absolutely give him all credit on those. Those were amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's everything else that I just did not care for. Oh yeah, yeah. But not enough to make me dislike the actual story, mm-hmm. which sometimes an artist that you don't like can, you know, affect your reading of it. Sure. Uh, but I really enjoyed the uh, the plot and the story that's happening. Man, it's interesting. Oh yeah, it is. Like It's it's one of those things where I do want to follow up with this book, but also I'm still just super not excited. Oh, yeah. Well, that's too bad. I'm 
glad I don't have that experience. But, but, <laughs> but I, I mean, I didn't know anything about the Jay Lee stuff or whatever. But even without that, I'm still just, just not, not a fan. fan. Yeah. yeah, I'm. Yeah, so it's like really, like, like I, I mean, they're kind of realistically proportioned and rendered and posed figures. Yeah. But he has sort of like this weird scratchy. Yeah, I mean, some of it does kind of remind me of Jay Lee, like the hair, especially, but. Like the way he uses a million little scratch, like scratchy lines, like it's it's a unique look. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but Michael I'm, Lark and, and uh, you know, Sean Phillips have all sort of used this very same style to you know, better effect. It it looks different though than than those guys a little bit to me. I think it's something about it. I don't know, but I. I yeah, I think it fits the story really well. It, again, it does. Like, it, it definitely fits the tone. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a joke where, you know, not literally, it's not hilarious or anything. Huh. Uh, but it's, it's uh, you know, all the sort of realistic, naturalistic stuff that happens, like, in the first 100 pages of this book, you know, sets it up to be super fucking crazy in, like, you know, the last 20 pages of this book. Right, right, right. And without, you know, that former part, the, the, the latter has no effect. Yeah. And it needs that. Uh, but, you know, it's still... It's just not to my taste. So, Car-wise. So story-wise, though, Story-wise, it is like 100% right up my alley. It is awesome. So, we got a guy named Norton. Sure. He's a little, little kooky. Yeah. yeah. Um, as, as all people named Norton are. <laughs> he, he, we are introduced to, to him as he's like collecting basically trash or pieces of trash um, to take home and, and file away right. for his grand project, whatever that is. Right. We, we don't know. And uh, it just... It gets a little dark and bizarre from there. Uh huh. Yeah. There's also a second story happening with uh, a, a priest named uh, uh, Fred. Father Fred. Father Fred, uh, who has uh, just taken over a uh, as uh, the pastor in a uh, uh, church in a very small town called Gideon Falls, uh, and. Uh, Basically, there's a murder that happens on his first night there, and he uh, is the prime suspect because mm-hmm. he's the new guy You're in town, right. and yeah. he's the last person who saw the victim alive. Right. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, it also turns out that he's there to replace a uh, former priest uh, who died, uh, and yet also that very first night, that priest comes to visit Father Fred. Right. So things get that is weird. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what's super weird is that uh, as the story goes on, we start to learn that maybe the two stories are connected. They are. They possibly, quite possibly are. I mean, it doesn't make any sense why you would, uh, you know, have one comic book called Gideon Falls <laughs> and two stories in it that would I see interconnect at some point. I just thought one was a backup story. Right? And then, like, whenever they started connecting, it was like, well, okay. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. All my all my tales to astonish issues, the Hulk stories and the Namor issues are quite <laughs> quite different. They never really they really intersect like this one. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's super dark and weird, and and it has like a cool mood to it because like, Norton is, you know, he's very likable, but at the same time, he's he's you know kooky and he's got these jars full of nails and. Yeah splinters of wood and he's not even sure what he's what he's working towards he just knows that these are things he's supposed to yeah he's supposed to have in his little apartment he uh he runs around wearing a uh a surgical mask that's right uh because he's i guess kind of a germaphobe yes yes they never really come out and say that no it's just another element of his kookiness yeah he's he's uh definitely mentally not well but uh as with uh, most stories where there's a character with some mental illness, we begin to learn that he's not wrong. Maybe he's wrong. not so crazy. Yeah. Exactly. 
Yeah, and there's and there's an interesting I wouldn't say a villain, but um Father Fred keeps reporting into this kind of creepy uh dais. What what do you call the, the leader of the uh he's, he's not the Pope He's uh, like a cardinal, cardinal. Arch, archbishop, yeah. something like that. Hold on, I'm just peeing on my. Yeah, I was yeah. peeing on myself. That's fine. I mean, you're so excited. It's understandable. I was like, this book is so good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he keeps reporting to this guy who's like kind of sh- like we see him. He's shady. Yeah, okay. and like I mean, they're never in the same room, but you know, as a reader, we get glimpses of him on the other side of the telephone. Right. And he's kind of like in this weird dark room, kind of. Kind of reminds me of like a Stanley Kubrick shot, where it's like a super wide shot of him just sitting at a table right. by a giant painting, and he, it's like from so far away you can't even really see him that close. Yeah, it's super creepy. Or it's uh, super up close, where like you see like no details of his face. Right, the just like the edge of the phone or something. Yeah, uh, it, we they are in the same room at the very beginning of the story. Oh, are they? Yeah. Okay. When when uh, he is assigning Father Fred to his new parish in Gideon ah. Falls. And uh, I am making up all of these uh, religious terms, despite the fact that I do work for a church. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> None. Even after reading this book. Right. None. But yeah, um, so it's got a lot of cool characters. And it, and then the, the parts with uh, Father Fred are kind of set in a small town with like a, you know, like your local drunk and your sure. and your conspiracy nut on the farm and the sheriff and, and whatnot. So it's got like these two worlds, you know, where um, Norton's and his cityscape, where it's you know full of trash and like he visits a psychiatrist and he's you know just it's a very urban like kind of gross society kind of kind of place. Yeah. And then and it's got the beautiful like, country element too, um, where the, also creepy stuff is happening. Sure. So it's, so it's got a, a cool back and forth. Yeah. And uh, the, the main defining elements of both is uh, the Black Barn. The Black Barn. Which is the title of this volume. It sounds like a really cool bar. Barn. <laughs> the Black Barn. 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 I know, but it sounds like it could be a bar. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but... Now, with the black bar, would that be... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, yeah, the black bar, and I was thinking it would be like like kind of a goth club or something. Oh, like, okay, or okay, something okay. like that. But, <clears throat> um, but yeah, yeah, so... So, um, just spoilers, uh, Norton seems to think he eventually figures out maybe there, this black barn is what he's finding pieces of and um, he's convinced that it's this this kind of evil living barn right it has like a evil presence and and also uh, father Fred sees early on in the story sees a vision of this black barn like in the middle of a just like a field yep. a cornfield or whatever and then it disappears after he trying to kind of tries to go back and look for it yep. and uh, then there's a uh stuff uh, in the, the history of the town of, of Gideon Falls that uh, all start coming into play as well. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you find out there, there's kind of like a Bookhouse Boys group of... There's a strong Twin Peaks element to this story. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. The Plowmen, I think yeah. they're called. And, uh, and they're, they're kind of like the, the good guys that are the city's protectors, and some of them are like doctors or policemen or farmers yeah. or firefighters or whatever. And they all get together to fight these evil forces. Sure. Yeah. It's it's a very well-written book. It is. It's awesome. And, uh, I mean, again, the art is not to my taste, but it's well-drawn, too. What do you, think of, what do you think of old Dave Stewart? I always love an old Dave Stewart. There's some incredible pages that I think are mostly incredible <clears throat> because of the color choices. Yeah. Like, just those deep, haunting red, um, images and and yeah i mean it's like some of it is black and white and then these these crazy things happen and they're like kind of accentuated in this red and yeah. it looks awesome it's, it's always well colored when you, when you see us dave stewart on the cover he knows what he's doing yeah K 
can I mention the one element of this book that I absolutely fucking hated? What was that? The lettering. Really? Hated the lettering. Really? It is virtually unreadable. Huh. Okay. Hated it so fucking much. I I didn't notice anything with the letter. Oh. Just a constant annoyance while trying to read this book. Huh. Just okay. shaky and words just kind of plumb together. Just just not good. Hmm. Okay. Like, like lettering should sort of be an invisible art. Right. Or like only notice it when it's bad, and boy, did I notice it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't, flipping through it now, it does have, like, it does have, like, some stylistic choices. Yeah, uh, it's, but, like, it's a poor choice. But I, I didn't have any trouble with it, though. But I mean, I read it, but boy, did it bother me from beginning to end. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, yeah, I do prefer it when they're just kind of, like, straight, more blocky, traditional letters. It just, it just flows the best. Yeah. But, I mean, these are not, like, bizarre-looking letters by any, by any means, but um, uh, they, yeah. they have, like, a style to them. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I, I want to say Sonatino did it himself, but I don't know. It's not a credits page. Hmm. Maybe there is, it's just letters so poorly you couldn't <laughs> read it. No, you just wish that he did it, because you don't like it. I do, uh, I like this, uh, just open up to a two-page spread, and it's like the interior of Norton's apartment. It's kind of done as, uh... The fisheye. Yeah, yeah, I do like that. Uh, like, you can definitely get a sense of, you know, the type of place he lives in. Right. It's kind of sparse and yeah. gray. Uh, oh, Lettering and Design by Steve Wands. So you're not a fan. Not a fan. No. I mean, you know, again, you know, don't know whose choice that was exactly, but uh, to me, not, not a great one. Right. Yeah, like, you know, legible, more legible the better for lettering. Of course. Yeah, like, like even with, you know, like I understand that uh, I, at least I, I feel like it's trying to match the tone of yeah, the art and right. the story. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't, doesn't need to. It doesn't yeah. need to. Yeah, yeah. That'd be I like mean, if they sound used... effects, sure. Right. But but not the actual dialogue. That'd be like if uh instead of staples they used nails. Right. Like yeah, uh yeah. like like Norton was finding in the alleyways <laughs> for the comics. But you don't you don't need that touch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's how so um I don't know that it's my favorite thing that Jeff Lemire's ever done or but I don't, I don't know. It might be yeah. like I really like Underwater Welder a whole oh, lot, yeah, yeah. but I think I might like this more. Wow, I'm not sure. I mean, I like the stuff that he draws himself usually. Yeah, I mean, other than Oral City, right? Uh, but uh, you know, uh, I mean, it's to me, it's definitely his most intriguing story. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a lot building, and I'm worried that. That's the only, my only fear is that there's so much building that whenever it does start to all come together, sometimes, sometimes his longer stories I don't like as much as his shorter stories. Yeah. Like, I think that's one of the reasons I like Trillium and Underwater Walder so much is they're shorter. Yeah. And then, like, when I read Sweet Tooth and, um, I didn't read that much of Descender. I only read, like, the first few issues, but I liked it. But, yeah. but I feel like, and something else I read then, but, the longer it is, maybe the less I like it. Like even Black Hammer, I liked it a lot more the first like year than as it kind of just expanded. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, you've mentioned like thirty nine books that he's done, and I forgot like he did have <laughs> right? even the ones that like like Black Hammer that I'm actively reading. <laughs> right. I forgot that that was him. Well, that is cool about him, right? Because yeah. it's not like. I mean, there's certain writers that are prolific, but kind of everything they do is kind of the same. Right. But his are pretty diverse. I mean, some of them are superhero-y. Some of them are, like, straight-up 
like Marvel superheroes. Right, right. And then some of them are like weird versions of a superhero story. So, right. yeah. I, I mean, respect it. quite a few of his stories all seem to take place uh, in a small Canadian town at some point. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So there is that. Oh, well, you know, it's. If you want to get super nitpicky. It's where you grew up, right? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's better than having, you know, just a guy dressed all in black smoking cigarettes and just angry at the world. <laughs> Warren Ellis. <laughs> Huh. Okay, to be fair, Planetary had a guy dressed all in white. Yeah, see? It's angry. He world. was thinking outside of the box. <laughs> but he's, I like Warren Ellis. That's yeah. not a thing on it. Oh, he sure. just has recurring tropes. Right. Everything which, he does. Which is fine. Sure. Yeah. We all do. Yeah. In, in all of your comics, there's at least one guy masturbating. Yep. Uh, and usually it's, it, it. it's the guy drawing the comics. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, you know, like, like, as I was reading it, I knew that I was going to kind of feel bad reviewing it, because I did really enjoy the story, but I knew that I was just going to, like, shit on the earth, and I feel bad for that. I mean, I have actually vetoed a book because I knew I wouldn't like the art. Right. And I almost vetoed this because I knew I wouldn't (laughs) like the art. But the story is really, it really grabbed me. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. And, and like I said, it is totally up my alley. Like, you know, a little bit of dash of Twin Peaks and, you know, horror in general. And right. I'm on board. Yeah, it's kind of like a Cronenberg-y kind of feel yeah, to it. Yeah. And he said, so I guess this is like one of the earliest stories he ever wrote. He did a version of, we, we were looking at earlier in the back of issue one, when uh, when he was in film school, he had this character in mind, and he did a short film with him, and and then he did a, a mini comic or a small press comic, um, and when he was still living in Toronto in the nineties, and called Ashtray that had this character, and it was slightly different. He said, like the visuals seem very Lynchian, where he said like the character found an alien inside of a cigarette. He like cut open a cigarette and found a tiny tiny alien. Like that's just that's really interesting, but um, yeah. So I guess this character and this kind of tone of this story and his situation has been kicking around in his head for twenty five years. So I think I think every artist or writer has something similar. Mm-hmm. Just you know that that one story that just never goes away. And, you know, whether you know they do it when they're young or whether they like you just keep putting it off, eventually it comes out. You know? Right. Often very different than the original intention. Right. Yeah, which this one sounds, you know, it's got a lot of the same elements, but it sounds um, like it's way different. Yeah. Uh, and More fleshed out. Sample pages of his uh, mini comic, and they looked very different than yeah the the Jeff Lemire style that we know of. Right. They're almost almost unrecognizable as yeah. his as the same art. Just, just in a in a bit of weirdness, uh, you know, we, we wrote that essay or whatever, and, and his short film that he made was called "Soft Malleable Underbelly," and you mentioned that you kind of wanted to see it. Yeah, and so I was like, oh, "Look on YouTube, you know, everything's uploaded there, right?" And uh, I didn't find "Soft Malleable Underbelly," but I found uh, a hardcore album from. 1990, uh, by a band called Sweet Tooth. Yeah. That the album's name was Soft White Underbelly. It's kind of a coincidence. Kinda. I yeah. mean, just super weird. Yeah, because he did a book called Sweet Tooth. Right. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, arguably, the book that made him Jeff Lemire. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Essex County. Right. We haven't read that yet. Right. So it yeah, I think that was definitely his, his like big break with yeah. Sweet Tooth, the Vertigo thing. From was that like late nineties, early two thousand? <laughs> like mid to late two thousand. Was it really? Yeah, was about late. But uh, yeah, but he's been. I mean, I yeah, he's been doing so much. Yeah. Like it just seems like he's been around for twenty five years. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, we we read Sweet Tooth way back in the early days, uh, the first volume. That was the first. Oh yeah. Was that the first Jeff Lemire? Did we do Underwater World? I think it was Sweet Tooth. Yeah. So, I mean, that'd be a 
2010. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it just feels like he's been around forever. Exactly, because his output is so huge. Get the fuck out, gentlemen. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tired of you. No. I, I would like to maybe, like, wait another year before we review oh, another sure. right. your book. <laughs> oh, so my next pick, I need to rethink. Yeah, probably. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, I definitely want to read more by him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah. Uh, he's got uh, Ascender coming out uh, next yeah, year. Yeah, the sequel to Descender. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, always enjoying a, a Black Hammer. Mm-hmm. Maybe going a little crazy with some of the spinoffs now. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I just can't keep up with, with all of yeah. them. I mean, I guess you don't have to, but I haven't read Quantum Age or um, Doctor, whatever it was. Yeah, Doctor Star. Doctor Star, yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's like a new one coming out, too. Black Hammer 45. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, you know, God bless him. You know, you know if he can do it. Oh, yeah. It, you know, that's, that's awesome. He, it seems like he's trying to, you know, form his own little Hellboy universe. Yeah, thing, that's know. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But much much like that, I, I, you know, as much as all the Hellboys and spinoffs appeal to me, Oh yeah, no, yeah. There's there's so many. There's like, yeah, yeah Crimson Lotus and Lobster Johnson and, and, and Joe like Every Gullen. other month, I keep hearing like BPRD is canceled, but like it, you know, we're relaunching it as like a series of mini series, right. but also we're relaunching it as a regular series too. And I'm confused. And then Hellboy's back. Spoiler. And I don't know what's going on. Why are you doing that, Jeff Lemire? Uh, oh, I didn't realize. Huh. <laughs> But yeah, it's like yeah, it's like a cool dark mystery, uh, yeah, it's psychological horror kind of thing. Yeah, with with uh, well, the Asher Grant Morrison thrown in, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It gets really trippy towards the end. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the Black Barn maybe exists in another realm, sort of, and it maybe appears in our realm, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's highly recommended. So, so uh, possible spoiler for the book, uh, but but just a question I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so it appears that uh, you know the small town where Father Fred is, is uh, living and working now is called Gideon Falls, and then at the very end of the story, we learn that the uh, giant metropolis where Norton lives is also called Gideon Falls. Uh, sister cities, alternative timelines. What's happening? Oh. Oh, I hadn't thought about alternative timelines. I was thinking it was all taking place at the same time. Or it? maybe not alternative timelines, but like well, universes. Yeah, yeah, it could be. It yeah. could be. Maybe it is the same exact spot. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. That's interesting. I thought maybe like one was just on the other side of the river or something. But I also thought that maybe too. But so, yeah. Yeah, this is why I asked. That's interesting. Yeah, well, what is your opinion on that? I, I hadn't thought of it. They, I like the idea. Of, are they the same city? Like, you know, how, like, you know, Parts of Dayton are like you know an actual city, and other parts of Dayton are you know, just a the, country suburb. Right, 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 right. No, I, I had assumed it was like that where they were, you know, both happening near each other. Right. But I like the idea of it maybe being the same spot, just in a different, like Earth or whatever. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. Something to think about. Mm-hmm. And this is awesome because it's only ten bucks, and you get the first is it six, six issues. Yeah. So what a fucking deal. It is a pretty good deal. But then they get you in that second trade. Oh, it's like, like 15, right? Yeah. Uh, I would just buy the first one a second time and just read that a second time. There you go. Save your money. Yep. That is smart <laughs> shopping. Yep. It's <laughs> the kind of good advice you'll get from Gutter Trash. <laughs> uh, all right. Yep. Yeah, well, yeah. It's good. It I is like good. It. it is good, despite my, my reservations about the arc. Mm-hmm. And by reservations, I mean dislike. Mm-hmm. Except for that end part, it's pretty great. So get out there and buy it. Yeah. I, I, I do recommend it. Yeah. And it's still going on. It's like up to issue 11, I think, right now. Yep. So second trade, going to come out sometime this year, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think, Probably yeah, available for pre-order. I think, yeah, I think we've already ordered it. So yeah, it should be in the next month or so. Get on that shit. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
Not too much. Not too much. Um, it's during this beautiful rainy day. <laughs> I love rainy days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm here to provide, and you're still getting it, even though you're inside. <laughs> you're really thoughtful. Yeah. You're super thoughtful. <laughs> I was like, it's like because most people don't like being indoors on a nice sunny day, right? Because they want to you know, like be running around on the soccer field or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm the opposite, and you're like, you know what? I'm not going to keep my buddy up in here when he could be enjoying the rain. That's <laughs> what a good friend does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are we talking about that? Yeah. Life sucks. <laughs> I don't know if the listener could hear water or not. I don't know either, but it happened at, at least one point during yeah. the show. Just some water. Yeah. Yeah. Buckets of plenty. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh. Oh, so I remembered uh, oh, yeah. last time we did the podcast, I was going to tell a story about a comic I read, and I totally forgot um, about one of them, because I think. We talked about a different one instead. Yeah. So, I just read a graphic novel called Dave and Larry. Okay. It's, uh, or no, it's called Dan and Larry. Okay, but it's by Dave and Dave, Larry. It's by Dave Cooper. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, hey, Dave Cooper. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Dave Cooper is pretty great. Sure. And, uh, and I've, I've owned Dave and, or Dan and Larry <laughs> for a long time, and I've just, been waiting to read it for some reason. I just like I always flip through it, and it's some of my favorite Dave Cooper art. It's it's just great. Yeah, um, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Yeah. So, but I was reading this book, and about halfway through, I got I got a little creeped out because there's a there's a scene where Dan, is, so Dan is like a. He's a. They mentioned at one point that he's a twelve-year-old. He's like a duck creature. Okay. And he lives with his duck parents. Alrighty. And and he likes to draw. He has like a little drawing room set up. Okay. And he hangs out with this guy named Larry. And Larry is also a guy who likes to draw, but he's like twenty years older than than Dan. Okay. I don't like where this is going, and for multiple reasons. Yeah. So there's a one scene where uh Larry just kind of like lays on top of of Dan and like gyrates around and and then like Dan is like noticeably uncomfortable with this and he he's not meek about it though he like he like pushes him off and like calls him out on it. it's like what the fuck are you doing man and he's like come on let's get out of here and he like they they hang out they just like don't do that anymore okay and then there's a later in the story another scene where Larry invites him over to check out some of the artwork he's been doing, and and Dan uh, looks at it, and it's these um, like little sprites and pixies and elf creatures, and uh, Dan is really happy with it, and it's kind of a little dirty, like there's little sexual things happening in the artwork, and he he kind of shows it, he's like showing it to to Dan, and he's getting aroused while he's doing it, and he asks Dan if maybe he would stroke his penis for him while while they're looking at it. And, uh, and like he does for a second and then, and then, and then like he realizes he doesn't want to and then he like stops and it, and it goes away. And, and like, like that's uncomfortable enough, but 
If you happen to know the backstory of Dave Cooper, uh. he, when he was 12 years old, he worked as an illustrator for Barry Blair, who drew Elf Lord. Okay. And Barry Blair often drew kind of porny elf stories. Um, and he had eventually was found out to, he was, he was dating a young man who was you know, much younger than him. Uh, but they dated for a long time. It wasn't just like he was randomly like diddling kids. It was like, it was like this young, it was like this young Asian kid that he ended up staying with for a long time. But like it is very, very similar to his own life story other than like, you know, I don't know anything about any sort of molestation. And I, I actually like looked it up and I couldn't find anything about any sort of him publicly talking about that or, but Dan and Larry and Dave and Barry. Yeah. It was kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I had thought about picking that book before to, to read because right. I had no idea what it was about. I just knew like it had awesome Dave Cooper. Right. Right. Um, but, and I was reading it and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll just read this now. I've got plenty of time this week and then if I like it enough, maybe I'll pick it. I was like, no, I'm not going to pick that, huh. but I would like to talk about it for a second. Okay. You know? hey, 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 um, hey. See, well, first of all, let me just say that, that it went in a better direction than I thought it was going. Oh, okay. I honestly thought this was going to you having some sort of revelation about your own life. Oh, no. And remembering a, a hidden past where <laughs> something similar happened to you. Luckily, no. Okay. It's still well guarded deep within the recesses of my mind. Good. I mean, if that couldn't crack it, then there's hope yet. Right. But, yeah. If that and I read plenty of World's Finest comics when I was a teenager, so... <laughs> Both of those things should have opened those doors. <laughs> but yeah, it was a little, it was a little, uh, yeah, it's yeah. a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So I don't know. Right. And like there's people, and like, uh, in the story, Dan's friends, he's hanging out with them, like smoking weed in this, like, high school gym or something. Um, and they're like, they're like, yeah, like it's kind of weird that you hang around with that guy. It's strange that he only wants to hang around with 12 year olds, isn't that? Don't you think that's a little strange? And, He's like, huh, I never really, never really thought about, but I was just like, is this him working through something or is he just like poking fun? I'm like, Barry Blair's dead now. So he's been dead a long time. Um, good. I mean, (laughs) I actually, when I was a kid, I loved the Elford comic. Like I thought it was great and I owned some of them and like I drew the characters because I was like, oh, you're Hawk Erickson and start saying Leif Erickson. That's a different guy. Um, but yeah, I, I loved that book. I thought he was a very talented artist, but, um, I didn't read any of his like porny stuff towards the end. I just read like his mid eighties old Ford stuff. So I don't know. It was very, very odd. But Dave Cooper, if anyone doesn't know, is perhaps, I think he's among the top 10 best artists who ever walked this planet. He's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. He does good work. He mostly does like oil paintings of obese women with crazy smiles now. Yeah. But, and I appreciate that, but I like, and I don't, and I'm not super into his like artwork that he was doing at Aircell Comics when he was a teenager and a 12 year old, but, um, it's okay. It's interesting, but the stuff he did in the late 80s, early 90s is some of the best artwork I've ever seen. Like, like it, it's like what I wish that I could do, you know? Right. But yeah, he's he's incredible. Well, nothing's stopping you, man. Yeah, I've you only... just have to find Dave Cooper, kill him, and steal his soul, <laughs> or I find my own Barry Blair to take me under his wing. Either or, yeah, <laughs> both are valid. <laughs> yeah, but what a creepy world. Yeah, yeah, nothing's great. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Cooper's art's great. We can agree. Well, on that. okay, sure, sure. Oh man, can you imagine a Jeff Lemire comic that Dave Cooper drew? That'd be pretty awesome. I'd like to see that. But then again, you know, there's a lot of things that we think might be great together that just yeah. probably turn out not to be. Right. Like you and me. Right? And then we're like, we can do a podcast. We're smart and funny. <laughs> We've made a mistake there. Yep. Yet we, we deny it and still keep doing oh, it. Oh yeah. No, it's like one of those things where you know, when you like realize you're accidentally drifting over into the wrong lane on the highway, 
And instead of pulling back, you just you just keep, yeah, you just, yeah. you're like, I guess I'm changing lanes. I'm here now. I'm yep. committing to it. That's kind of what we're doing here. <laughs> sort we're, of. Yeah. We're still changing lanes. Yeah. Oh, well. You'll quit in like four months anyway. So. <laughs> Probably. Well, I was going to let my son take over. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Is it the son? Oh, we don't know. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, I was I was talking about you're my stepson. About, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's 14 now, so. Yeah, I mean, maybe the younger one. Wasn't I was 14 when we started this, so. No, I mean, yeah. yeah. And you were 16? Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's weird that you're 41 now and I'm 40. Well, you know. I guess it caught up with us. Yeah. Yeah, everything catches up eventually. (laughs) It all has to do with the moon and how far away we live from it. Right. You're closer. Yeah, because I live two blocks that way. Right, yeah. Oh, so I saw a movie last night. Oh. That was interesting. Oh. I watched part of a movie last night yeah. that wasn't. Is it the same one? <laughs> it might be. Was it on Netflix? Yes. Was it Velvet Buzzsaw? Yes. <laughs> Are you serious? I watched that last night too. I watched, uh, an hour of it. That was it? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I got real bored and real tired and I hit pause and there was 44 minutes left and I said, fuck. This. Oh, I liked it. But I was, like, working on a project while I was watching it, so I was, like, kind of half watching it. I tried to draw while I was uh, watching it, but I just, I, I'm so burned out. Oh, man. So, I liked how, like, it was, like, <clears throat> you know, like a horror movie, and it was kind of serious, but it also had super goofy parts every once in a while, and I thought it it added a levity to it, that or a tone to it that I thought worked. Uh, I mean, again, only watched an hour of it, so at that point, the only thing that happened was real pretentious talk about artwork. Oh, yeah. Well, they were trying to, I think they were trying to Oh, fun. they were trying to make yeah. fun of it, for sure. Just so you didn't see any of the murder or anything? I saw a guy get grabbed by monkeys. Oh, that was cool. In a gas station? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I liked that. <laughs> I like. I mean, it's like, I was telling somebody about it today at the studio, and I was like, I, this isn't a movie that I would say like as a must see or anything, right. but I really enjoyed my experience of watching it. So the trailer makes it look kind of funny, and 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 quirky, and uh, I like Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I saw it was by the guy that wrote and directed uh, Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal, which is a great movie. Have you seen it? No, I'm not. Highly recommended. I was waiting to watch the Colossus and Rogue movies first. Watch Nightcrawler first. Really? Okay. Yeah. He is great as Nightcrawler. <laughs> Just and the teleportation effects. Fantastic. Really? Yeah. You can almost smell the brimstone. You yeah. really can. Yeah. Sulfur yeah. or whatever is it? Sulfur. Sulfur and brimstone. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And cilantro. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people forget the third ingredient. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't make a bamp without a cilantro. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like I loved Nightcrawler, so I like got excited when I saw the trailer for that, and I was just like, okay, I'm on board. I am like, I just went to Netflix. And I was like, I feel like watching a movie. Yeah, and I knew that it existed. I like, you know, had seen a couple of tweets about it like a week ago or whatever. And boy, uh, we'd never heard of it, and we just turned on Netflix. Same thing. We we're just like, hey, we're both here tonight, and we're tired, and she wasn't feeling well, and. Was, I was like, we'll, we'll watch something. And she, she just picked that because it was like, she's like, oh, I like, I like Jake Gyllenhaal. And I was like, okay. And, uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's hilarious. Like, I almost felt like, as you were saying it, that we, we watched it at the same time. Right? That's funny. Man, remember when we used to do movies on this show? Huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch something on Netflix that, uh, started out pretty rough, but got really great by the end. Were you watching, uh, Revolver, Revolver Backwards? Yes. <laughs> You're not, not. The band with uh, Scott Weiland <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Slash. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're watching them perform. Yeah, their encores are always great, but then they always start the show terribly. <laughs> uh, no, there's a, a show that uh, also is new on Netflix. Uh, came, came out uh, last Friday uh, called uh, Russian Doll. Okay. With uh, Natasha Leone. And, uh, uh, the trailer made it seem really cool and quirky and funny. And it is listed as a comedy, but there are humorous moments, but I would definitely not call it a comedy. Uh, but basically, uh, she's having a birthday party and she dies 
and then she wakes up and relives the same day over and over again. Oh. Okay. And dies every single time. Oh. That's dark. And uh first three episodes are kind of okay. And then episode four, everything changes, it becomes great. Okay. Russian doll. Russian doll. Hmm. It's eight episodes, half hour each, so Yeah. yeah. I'll I'll look for that. Yeah. I'll well, at least if I don't like it, I'll at least try four of them. There you go. Episode four, if you don't like the first three, will definitely change your mind. Okay. I feel. Okay. That's cool. That is funny, though. Yeah. So, should I go back and watch the last 45 minutes of uh, Velvet Buzz? I mean, I, mean I, I guess if you didn't like the first half of it, then you probably wouldn't like it. But, <laughs> but I, I mean, it, it all, like, builds and builds and gets weird. And, like, you know, there's some, I don't know. It's like it's not a great movie. I, like I don't think it's super well written or anything like that. It's just like dumb and fun and yeah. has cool characters and funny moments. But like some of the dialogue, I think is is like not great. Right. But but I mean I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed right. the whole thing. John Malkovich was great. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, it was a John Malkovich scene where I decided to bail. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, where he was showing off his. His art piece yeah. to uh, Rene Russo. It reminded me a lot of his character from Art School Confidential with the triangles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah very similar. But is it a sequel? <laughs> it could be. It could be the same character. Yeah. Un, un, uh, unauthorized Dan right. Klaus movie. It's canon. <laughs> it's a secret canon. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty good in it. So, yeah. I don't know. I've I've thought maybe like I've actually done that before where like I've just stopped a movie and then decided to I'll go back and finish it. Right. Like it turns out to be a lot better than it's, the first part where I stopped it. You just lose some of the momentum of the of the sure, film, but right. but as long as you kind of remember it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was fun. Not great, but fun. Yeah. Definitely wasn't fun up to that point. <laughs> Not for me anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, that, I, yeah, I read a, I read a, a graphic novel as well recently. Did you? That I also did not enjoy. Oh, uh, called ID by Emma Rios, which apparently was a uh, collection of, of stories uh, that she was uh, telling in uh, Island. Oh, okay. The, the image book with uh, Brandon Graham. Yeah, which uh, always makes me feel weird because. Brandon Graham is kind of a creep. Uh, That's and, what I hear. Yeah, and, and um. so it's it's weird, especially when I hear about uh, you know female cartoonists yeah. working closely with him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, I I read some of the <clears throat> things about him and some of his responses, and it all seems surprising to me because just I don't know. Like, I corresponded with him years ago, and he was really cool, and I mean, I'm not a lady, so maybe he wasn't being a weirdo to me, but... Well, even before the, the, the creep of the stuff, uh, like, he's always just come off as kind of just an asshole in general, uh, at least in everything, every Twitter thing and article that I've ever read right. him, yeah. yeah, he was, I mean, yeah, like, like we were, like, literally pen pals once, yeah. uh, like, in the late 90s, and... He was really cool. Like he always uh, sent me scans of artwork and sent me some free comics. And, uh, yeah, he was, he was he was nice, but I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe something weird happened. Possibly. Uh, like we, I haven't corresponded with him in almost twenty years, so right. I can't really say. I mean, yeah, yeah, a lot happens. Yeah, in twenty years. Right. I mean, not for me, but yeah, know. me neither. I'm the same guy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're still living with your mom, right? Pretty sure you yeah. just call her your wife now. It's yeah. super weird. <laughs> it's a whole Norman Bates thing. <laughs> yeah, just, just associative uh, mental breakdown, fugue state. You're living with uh, your brother and your cousin, only you call them Richie and Ethan now. Is, is that what's happening? <laughs> what? This is weird. <laughs> All the pets are the same, though. That's, oh, yeah. that's the weird part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, so I read ID and, uh, it was, uh, I did not enjoy it. It was nice art. It was nice art. Yeah, it she's, she's very, very well colored here. Very good artist. Uh, it's, and then, you know, the premise was interesting. You know, it's about basically, uh, people who decide to subject themselves to, uh, experimental surgery where they would, uh, 
uh, basically have their ba- brains uh, transplanted into uh, whole new bodies. Huh. Uh, and, and gain all new identities. Man, that is neat. Yeah. And then there's like weird stuff about like a space station and some sort of riots and uh, like none of that stuff made any sense or added to the story. Uh, but there was right. just a was lot there? of that in there. Maybe maybe like like halfway in, you know. I wonder if something like that that's um, not solicited but uh, serialized in, in an anthology. There. If you start to be affected by your part you know, your partners in crime. Like, if you read the first issue of the anthology and you're like, wow, there's a lot of cool sci-fi elements. Maybe mine's missing a sci-fi element. Right. You start adding, like, space stations to your comic. Right. I, don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, it was a sci-fi story in the first place because it's about you know, switching bodies. Right, dude. sure. But, I mean, if you, like, amp it up or whatever. Right, right. I don't know. I just felt like there was a whole lot of extra stuff that could have just been... Like, there was, like, a six-page explanation of, like, how the surgery works. Oh, wow. Okay. And I was like, eh, I mean, maybe help flesh out the characters more instead. Yeah. Like, I don't need all the techno jargon for yeah, how kind of, the surgery could possibly work right. in a fictional setting. It's kind of boring. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I didn't particularly care for it. But, uh, but, you know, I only paid, like, 33 cents for it and got a $2 profit. And there you go. <laughs> 33 cents. Yeah. Nice. It was in uh, one of those boxes at the uh, the Pete show. Oh, nice! Once ago. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So so I bought it for three for a dollar. There you go. And traded into Mavericks for two dollars. <laughs> there you go. See. <laughs> Didn't tell you that yesterday. It's okay. I'll rip you off next time. That's fine. <laughs> you, you probably already have. The next time. No. Previous. Oh, previously. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. I mean, not as bad as a, another comic store that I went to, but, you know, I won't talk about that. <laughs> That's why you only should shop in Mavericks. Exactly. Everyone. They'll, they'll only rip we'll, you off we, one we rip out you of off, every ten times. Yeah, we rip you off in a medium way. Yeah. Never too much. <laughs> uh, I, 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 uh, I read that uh, Romeo and or Juliet Choose Your Own Adventure oh, cool. book. Oh, right? How did that turn out? Uh, you know what? I you 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 start the book. You're allowed to choose either Romeo or Juliet to play as or to read as. And uh, I started off as uh, Romeo, and uh, within like eight decisions or so, I basically either kept dying or living happily ever after without ever meeting Juliet. Uh, or, you know, uh, one of them was, uh, you know, he, uh, basically dies an old man happy to be a maid for the rest of his life. Oh, wow. Uh, and then I played as Juliet and, uh, things got like pretty lengthy and, and expansive and I went on great adventures. I even had a side adventure as her nurse. Nice. Uh, and, uh, like, you know, uh, like, you know, wound up, uh, you know, eventually, you know, meeting Romeo or whatever and. Uh, but, but, you know, like, like, so, took some twists and turns here and there. So, so this is the Ryan North. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Ryan North of, uh, unbeatable squirrel girl fame. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, like it was a, a lot of fun. Uh, I laughed a lot, uh, uh, while reading it. Uh, I, I read through a second time as, uh, Romeo and then, you know, had some more expansive adventures and got a couple different Batman endings. <laughs> Uh, really? One where uh, basically he and uh, Juliet decide to live happily ever after, and that's where the book ends. And it's just a shot of like because it's illustrated, and for whatever reason the the very that ending had an illustration of Adam West uh, huh. sitting next to the bust of uh, Shakespeare and the red phone. Huh. Uh, but then there is a literal Batman ending where uh, Romeo decides to uh, seek vengeance against all crime. Uh, <laughs> And wears a uh, a costume with a, a mask, sort of like a bat. That's great. Yeah, but it is set in like the original Shakespearean times. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. And uh, often, uh, you know, the, it'll allow you to choose the exact path of like the exact play, uh, full with uh, Shakespearean language. But oh. it will give you the option to uh, read. That passage with the fancy language or without. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you probably enjoy it. I would appreciate that. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm very disappointed at this point. I have not read uh, any path that has led me to both uh, he and Juliet uh, don no uh, donning uh, mech suits and uh, destroying <laughs> all of Italy. Because <laughs> that's a possibility. That, that is a possibility. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, yeah, I've read the one where they both die. But okay. I also read the one where Juliet decides that uh, she is going to kill all life on Earth. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yikes. Pretty great. Thus. <laughs> so I would highly recommend finding that book for, for anyone who What's likes fun. Romeo and or Juliet. And or Juliet, yeah. That's funny. Dedicated to mom and or dad. <laughs> <laughs> He's a funny guy. Yeah. Yeah. That Ryan North. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've just been working, so. Alright, me too. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll pick a comic book, especially since I only have, uh, ten minutes of battery power oh. left here. Oh, Uh, so I was gonna pick ID, and I didn't like it, and I just talked about it. There you go. Uh. I like the art in it, so yeah, maybe yeah. that's, maybe that's all I would have said anyway. Probably. Uh. So bonus review. Yeah. Uh. The double bonus review since you reviewed Dan, Dan and Dan Larry. Larry. Wow, yeah, we're really uh, earning look our at money. us reading things. Yeah, we're earning our money this yeah. week. So I'm going to pick a book that I've actually been thinking about for a while. Uh, and it is an older comic from like 1983, 1984. Ooh. Okay. It is unavailable in trade paperback in any format wow. whatsoever. You can Maybe find it as single issues. It is the very first four issue long Green Arrow miniseries. <laughs> They're gonna say Jack of Hearts. No. <laughs> okay. Is that uh? That's not like the thicker. Oh, I'm thinking of Longbow. Yeah. It's not no. That. No. It is before that. Okay. Yeah. Is that a uh, um? What's his name? I don't Grell? know who wrote Mike, it. Mike Grell. No. Nope. Definitely not Mike Grell. Okay. I want to say maybe Doug Munch. Okay. Uh, maybe Trevor Von Eden drew it? I don't know. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We no clue. We I just know that it. I own it. I know that I read it a long time ago. Okay. And I've been wanting to reread it. I would like to read that, too. Alrighty. Sounds fun. Excellent. It has no subtitle. It's just Green Arrow. From 83. From, like, 83, 84, something mm-hmm. like that. Okay. So maybe you can find it and read along. If maybe. Not, you know. It's possible. I'm guessing they're, like, probably in dollar bins somewhere. Right, somewhere. I mean, I've never seen them out in public other than in my own box, yeah. but, you know, someone's got to have it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Maybe maybe a store out near Indiana has it for, like, $6 a pop. Right. <laughs> Who knows? I think we might have one or two of them. Like, I've seen them there. Yeah. 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 Well, you won't have to go look for them, because I'll just lend you mine nice. once I finish reading it. Great. Yeah. Sounds, so, sounds perfect. Green Arrow! Next time. Next time. All right. Bye. See you. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Next time.